Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise mature sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edgerv. So we have understood that when it comes to our identification, it is connected to the fruits that we bear. Hallelujah. Now it is so interesting that when you meet somebody in this life, whether it's a believer or, or an unbeliever, when you meet a person, you will straight away you will sense something about a person. This morning I was uh, somewhere with a group of people, some construction guys, and I was telling the boss, I said, that's your guy. Who is he? There is something about him. I don't know him. That was my first time meeting. So I don't know him. But there is something about this guy that I believe the Holy Spirit is up to something. And then he started telling me about a guy. I was like, wow. I was so excited. Hallelujah. He had just met the Lord not too long. And the joy of God in his heart. And how he has come to love the Lord. So I was not too surprised. Hallelujah. By their fruits, the Bible says, you shall know them. Not by their gifts. Not by their gifts. Beloved, let me tell you the truth. If there is anything more important, okay, if there is anything more important between the gifts and the fruits, I will advise you to always go for the, for the fruits. I was listening to a man of God and he made, he brought up a certain revelation that blessed me. When you go to Israel, the Bible, God described to Moses how he should show the dress of the high priest. How he should show the dress of what? Of the high priest. And then he said that at the, at the uh, hem or at the edge, they should put nine bells. How many bells? Nine bells. And in between two bells, there must be the pomegranate fruit in between the two bells. So, <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. If I have two bells, I have one pomegranate fruit, which also suggests that every two pomegranate fruits, I will have one bell. Is it, is it working? So, at the end of the day, by the time I start from the first bell to the last bell, I'll have nine. Which will also let me know that if I will have nine bells, that means I'll have nine fruits. Is, 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 is that not it? Very well. And the question here is, why is two <laughs> one fruit between two bells? Now, the bell, what was the purpose of the bell? The high priest was supposed to enter the holies of holies once every year. And then he will go and do all the sacraments and then uh, sacrifice and everything that must be done will be done. 
Now, when God is pleased with him, he'll be alive, and then he will come out. And when he's going inside, they put a rope on his leg. So that when he gets there, they will keep listening to the bell. Okay? The sound of the bell shows that the high priest is still alive. It is not like today you can come to church and come and do anything here, dance anyhow. You see, the, the, the reverence. Beloved, listen to me very careful. If we believe that fighting is relevant for today, then please, let us not discredit the reverence of the old time. How the church reverenced God. And don't let us hide under the subject of grace and discredit what must be reverenced. Am I saying something very important here? Don't let us. Because grace doesn't bring the destruction of the law. Grace actually brought the fulfillment of the law. Am I saying something very important here? So, how they reference God's presence. Now, if God begins to suffer long and gives us space for repentance, it doesn't mean that the power to strike you when you misbehave in the presence of God has been lifted. No. It doesn't mean so. And that is why today when men of God open their mouth to curse, it's also curse. It's also curse. <laughs> Amen. But it shall be judged for right, that. So the, the priest, the high priest, will go to the holy place, the holies of holies, and the moment they cannot hear the sound of the bell again. When they wait small and they can't hear the sound of the bell, nobody, no human being, not even the priest, listen to me, not even the priest can enter the holies of holies. It was only the high priest. It was only the high priest. And he enters there once a year. So, if the high priest dies in there, the moment the bells are quiet, it means that the guy is dead. It means the guy is dead. Okay. And when he dies, we can't say, chubuye, chubuye, let's go and carry him. No. You can't say that. You, you can't even go there. You, you too, you die. So, they pull him out by the rope on his what? On his leg. Pull him out and they go and bury him. So you cannot be an Azan high priest and survive the, 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 the holiness of God. It doesn't work. So what it also means is that when somebody dies, okay, in a faith, certain gifts actually go low. You don't hear the sound again. I might say something very important here. The bell is actually a symbol. Listen to me very well. The bell is actually a symbol of the giftings of the spirit. It is loud. The gifting, as for the gifting of the spirit, it is loud. When people are prophesying, everybody wants to be around. But when somebody's laughing, I mean, you're, you're laughing, you know, what do I do? You laugh, what do you laugh? <laughs> Nobody wants to be. But the bell, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Look at what it said. Let, can I be quick later? He said, though I speak with the tongues of men. I mean, so this one is describing the giftings, okay? Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity. He said, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Like, like a bell that is making noise. So actually, 
I am speaking in tongues. I'm manifesting the gift. But I don't have the fruit. The Bible says that I'm manifesting the gift, but there is no pomegranate beside the bell. So he said, I become very noisy. So what is the essence of the fruit in between the bells when they show the, the high priest cloth? Is to bring a distinct sound between two bells. So that if bell hits bell, it will make unpleasant sound. And the Bible says that if you don't make a certain sound, he said, who will respond to you? Or who will say amen? Or who will prepare for battle? Hallelujah. So the distinctness, the distinctness of the sound is of much importance, which also stands to reason that the beauty, the appreciation of the operation of the gifts of God is actually connected to the fruits of the spirit one bears. That is why they are men. You know, they can be men of God. They can be uh, believers who are able to bear, I mean, demonstrate an extreme dimension of the gifts of the spirit. But when you look at their life, you would never wish to be like them. You would never wish to be like them. Hallelujah. You would never wish to be like them. They, 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 they can prophesy, they can heal the sick, they can do wild things, but you are not happy about them. Am I saying something very important here? Now, I, I want to tell you something too. Can we look at a picture from this angle? When the priest has the pomegranate, but there's no bell on the grass, what will happen? What do you think will happen? Can somebody help me? What do you think will happen once he's in the holies of holies? What do you think will happen? One day they will, pres- they, will, they will presume he's dead. They will pull him out once he has not finished. That is why people don't respond to ministries without the operations of the gifts. So the gift is as important as the fruits. Hallelujah. He made me to lie down in green pasture, but he leaded me beside the waters. Amen. So, as we are praying for the anointing, as we are praying for the, the gift of discernment, as we are praying for the gift of prophecy, as we are praying for the gift of speaking in tongues, beloved, let us also allow ourselves to, to bear fruits. Because it is the fruits that we bear that will help the gifts of the Spirit to be respected. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he has made us kings and priests. Is that not it? So you are a priest and in the realm of the spirit there is a robe on you and the robe must carry the bell and the fruit. Praise the Lord. Are you getting blessed here? So the fruit of the spirit is so much important. So, so much important. And one thing is that when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, I mean the gifts of the spirit, listen to me very carefully. When it comes to the gifts of the spirit, it is actually at the discretion 
of the Holy Spirit. But when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, it has the wisdom of the believer. It is at the wisdom of the believer. The Bible says that if you abide in me and my word abides in you, he said, you will, you will bear fruit. You will bear fruit. He said, nobody can bear fruit without abiding in me. I'm talking about John 15. Nobody can bear fruit without abiding in me. That means that you have to take a decision to abide in the Lord. So your abiding in him will qualify you to bear fruit. What does that mean to abide in God? What does that mean to abide in God? And that is where the problem is. My God, we are always in a hurry to go and manifest the gifts. But we forget that it is our abiding that brings the fruits. Well, I have not yet met a man of God. They may be there. Or a, a, a believer that said that, oh, me me the fruit of peace. Peace. It doesn't sound like ah, this you have, to, you have to pray about it. I'm going to bump God, let the spirit of peace. I mean the fruit of peace. One thing is that you can pray, okay, for the fruits, but it is not your prayer. Listen to me. You can pray to bear fruits, but it is not your prayer. That brings the fruit in. When you pray to God, Lord, help me to bear fruit. What God does for you is that he influences your heart to be in the environment where you will be well positioned to be connected. So that there can be inward working. Because the fruit of the spirit is actually an inward working of the Holy Spirit connected... I want to say something wild. <laughs> Your connection to the vine, the vine, Jesus said that I am the vine and you are the branches and my father is the husbandman. That means that the farmer. He said that if you remain in me, you will bear fruit. That's what he said. How does a tree bear fruit? A tree bear fruit based on its position and all the cultural practices that is adequately and ministered to that tree. That will determine whether the tree will bear fruit or not bear fruit. So the scripture said, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of many waters. He said, his leaves shall know weather, and it will bear its fruit in where? In season. It will bear its fruit in season. So it means that my position by the water would also help me. And that is where the Holy Spirit, the ministries of the Spirit, the mid someone verse number three. Someone the verse number three. Are we there? He said, and it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers. The word is what? Rivers. Rivers. Of waters, of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. 
Man of God, you see, I spoke to you that there are two kinds of fruit that every believer has to bear. I spoke to you about the fruit of righteousness and I spoke to you about the fruit of the spirit. But the, the truth of the matter is that your manifestation of the fruit of righteousness is heavily dependent on your development of the fruit of the spirit. Man of God, by the time you can say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I, for, I, I let go. It means that the fruit of love has really grown in you. I forgive. Hallelujah. Anything, listen to me very careful. Anything done by faith is, the man, is a manifestation of the fruit of righteousness. Anything done in obedience to the word is a manifestation of the fruit of righteousness. So the Bible says that it was accredited unto Abraham as what? Righteousness. But tonight we are looking still intently on the subject of the fruit of the spirit. And I thank God that this ministry has come to a point where now I can freely teach Things like this. Freely teach things like this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shagdi Broshatala. Okay, so let's go back to our scripture in Galatians chapter 5 and the verse number 22. To 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and long suffering. Before we come back to this, let's go to verse number 20. Then we look at 21. Let's go to verse number 19. Now, from verse number 19, this scripture is talking about the works of the flesh. Are you with me here? He said, now the works of the flesh. Now, he used the word works because it is your effort. These are things that you, you work them out. You do them. He said, now the works of the flesh are manifest. One is a fruit. One is works. But they all manifest. A fruit manifests. It appears. It reveals. And the works also manifest. But one thing that you must understand is that the works is not a fruit. The works is not a fruit. What do I mean? If it is a fruit, it will taste nice. But because it's not a fruit, these things I'm going to mention there, if anybody does it to you, you will not be happy. But if somebody shows you love, you'll be happy. When somebody shows you kindness, you'll be happy. When somebody, I mean, is at peace with you, you'll be happy. When somebody, I mean, celebrates you, you'll be happy. Amen. When somebody suffers long because of you, you'll be happy. But if somebody begins to, he said, now the works of the flesh are manifest. So they appear like it's a kind of fruit. But we are able to tell it is not a fruit because it was works. 
It was you now, you worked the thing out. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a human effort. It's an effort from the human dominion or domain. I manifest which are these. Which are these? Is that adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variant. I don't know if there's one that you like. You can tell me that. Oh, Pastor, I can stop here. I like this one. Some of them have nice, nice names. But they don't taste nice. Amen. Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife. Try me I'm sorry about strive is there seditions heresies this thing too it means that I didn't know because the problem that today young believers and pastors have is when they are rapping, they say they are preaching. <laughs> so these are the works of the flesh. And they manifest. So by the time you realize, somebody's coming. When I sit there, he is manifesting. He is manifesting. It looks like a fruit. It is not. It is not a fruit. It, because it, doesn't taste, it doesn't taste well. No, it doesn't taste nice. My God. It's poison. It's the works of the flesh. Then it came down. The envies, murders, drunkenness, Sajam, revealings, and such like. Such like. That means that he's telling you that this one crying is not exhaustive. Do you understand? It means that there is more to this. Such like of the which I tell you before. That's what can be a trouble. As I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, when the Bible talks about you inheriting the kingdom of God or not inheriting, it's a, it's a serious matter. When the Bible is speaking, it talks about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. They are not the same. The kingdom of heaven is part of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is, is, uh, uh, is both the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of the earth and the, kingdom, the uh, uh, kingdom animalia. You know kingdom animalia? <laughs> the plant kingdom, the whatever, every, all the kingdoms, that's the kingdom of God. The Bible says you shall not inherit the kingdom. What it means is that if you are a practitioner of these things, any kingdom benefit, you will not have it. So if it has got to do with that of heaven or on the earth, you are in trouble. You will not have it. That is why some prayers will not be answered. Amen. Some prayers will not be answered. There are people living in this life. Eh? The only thing they are enjoying right now is actually the message of God. The reason why you are alive is because God has just given you time to repent. That's all. You are not dead. You have not been attacked by sickness. Because just as Satan told God, if it is not you that has protected Job, you would have denied you right now. God has just built an edge around you. Don't touch him. You don't touch him. Let's give him chance. Let's give him chance. Let's give him chance. When you read the Bible, the Bible says, let it alone this year also. Some of us, we are living a certain life that we have been left alone this year also. Let it alone this year also. Or say, cut it and plant another instead. Or say, oh master, let it alone this year also. 
And who was the one pleading? Jesus Christ. He's the intercessor of the saints. Let it alone this year. Also. Some of you are not so you are not fruitful. You have been let alone. You have been let alone. One day I told one of my uh, one of the, 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 the people of it. I said, look, don't bring yourself to a certain point where your pastor will wish he has your, your kind to substitute you. I told him, I said, the way you, you, the way you make me talk, the way you make me talk, the, the, I wish I have somebody who can do what you would do. You know I won't talk. And the person said, yes. So it means that people know what they do. It's not a shock. People know what they do. So some of you, God has not brought anybody around because he has let you this year also. But you think that, oh, I'm going to be a free movie anyhow. Some people talk like that. Some people talk like that. The question is that, he said that who was there when he was taking plans to create the heaven and the earth? Were you there? Even when he was giving me instruction, where were you? <laughs> it's a great privilege. That is why I always tell myself I'm a chief shepherd. I'm a senior steward. Because it is, you see, when you begin to call yourself an apostle and this and that, if you're not very careful, you really begin to feel swollen headed. You are a chief servant. Know that you are a servant who is just a chief. And I always tell my people, I said, look, I'm just a former. We are all working here. Yes, I'm a senior uh, uh, laborer here. I'm sure so. Different woman. Oh, you don't, you don't understand it? Senior David. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't know. <laughs> am, I, am I saying something very important here? So we have every reason to come down. We must come down come down and always let it be on your heart and see it as a great privilege to be working for God. Great privilege to be working for God. You can't create another Jesus. You can't die again for him and you can't undo his death. You are not a champion. As you are not a what? You are not a champion. So I don't know what your, what your problem is. You have just been favored to play a part of this divine divine role, divine Divine role, divine role, divine role. Just that your own is come and sweep, sweep, oh, sweep. And we have to look for you everywhere. Come and pick keyboard, oh, we must beg and oh, are you not coming? Well, no, you don't even respect the work of God. Oh, we can pick, take, take a phone and call our boss today. I will not be able to come to work, but you cannot take a phone and call your pastor, Daddy. I'm sorry. I'm so busy, I can't be at work to, uh, uh, at the church today. Can you please find somebody to play the keyboard for me? We can't do that. Hey, why did you do it? Uh, K -K -K. Why did you come to church? Daddy, nothing. I don't cry. Nothing. That's nothing. Nothing. Oh, really? Okay. We talk later. No, okay. I don't say anything. I don't say anything. We talk later. Amen. Nothing. God has to divine, divine assignment. God has to beg you. God has to beg you. Brother.
You know somebody was telling me that was with a friend and they were having a chat and he was telling me about the chat and I was like, how did this relationship get to this point where this person can say these things to you? Because the moment people begin to talk about this, it means that this relationship has gone, oh, that person is like that, he can say anything. I was looking at the person, I was like, hey. Then I started thinking, so you also couldn't say anything. You couldn't say anything, you couldn't even, you couldn't, you see, when you, when, as a Christian, let me tell you this. this, this must be your lifestyle. Listen, when you're a believer and you meet another believer, the focus is edification. When you meet an unbeliever, the focus is salvation. I say when you meet another believer, what is it? Edification. When you meet an unbeliever, the focus is what? So there should never be any meeting where you find yourself there where it is unedifying. You see, if he is not ready to speak words which will edify you, you should not allow yourself to listen to those words and shut this mouth which can release mysteries and be a blessing in the meeting. You should take over. If you try and it's not working, the Bible says that don't get involved in unnecessary arguments and leave the place. Just leave the place and go. This week, you don't go and argue about science and no, 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 no. You are trying to leave the place, so you should not come to a point where uh, somebody you are in a meeting, somebody begins to talk about something and, and, <laughs> and talk about nonsense, useless things. The thing the person told me, I can't see, I can't share it here, I can't share it here because it's not, it's not for edification, it only provokes the flesh to force you into sin. That's all. So I was just thinking about like ish. And I was imagining the person who said it, like, ah, but this guy has been meeting me, but he doesn't look like his mouth can say things like that. <laughs> Amen. That means a presence determined attitude. There are certain presence when they meet it. When we hurry up, it becomes a fumbiatural. But there are certain presence when they meet it. Hey, oh, Papa, oh, Papa, oh, Papa, oh, Papa, oh, Papa. Hey, the <laughs> Hallelujah. One day somebody told my wife that me, I have uh, before I got married to her, one of my own roommate who told me that, oh, Eunice is fine. Oh, for Charlie, Eunice is uh, correct. Charlie, go for And then my friend, who is now my wife, went behind me to find out from this, my roommate, Charlie. Who is mine? Who was my close friend or like friend? How is David? So, what painting me indigo? Come on, brass. He told me, so he should, he's telling her that you should leave me. Come on, brass. Hey, me, me too. I don't know which one's come on, brass. So, it was after we married, and my wife told me that this is your friend. I never trusted him from day one. You know what he said? He said, You, you have. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wow. Now, apart from love, okay, in love, the reason why, I want, to, I, want to, I want to tell you something. The reason why the Bible talks about but the fruit of the Spirit is love. He said, it's love. Now, he should have said, 
the fruits of the Spirit are, but he said, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Then he said, apart from love, he said, joy. Then he said, peace. Then he said, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Now, the virtue love conclusively has all these virtues impregnated in it. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? Now, it is very easy to understand it when you begin to read the Bible and you come to the point that says that God is love. It means that all these things are found in him. In him is no darkness at all. So when we talk about love, we are actually talking about God. Amen. Okay, fine. Every single one of them, though it is found in love, listen to me very carefully, though it is found in love, yet it is a whole faculty on its own. It has a whole system of operation. That means that if I take joy, joy has a whole system of operation. It has what is meant for it has what it delivers unto us. It has what it means. It has what it stands for, whatever. When you go to peace, it's a complete system on its own that has been assigned. I was very, very surprised. But it is by the instrumentality of peace that the head of Satan shall be crushed. I thought it was going to be by violence. <laughs> so it's a whole system. In the administration of God. I don't know whether somebody is getting what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> when we take long suffering, it's a whole system on itself. So I just want to take them one after the other. Then we go into them. Is it a good idea? So I want to start from peace. I want to start from peace. Or I think we start from joy. Wherever you choose. I'll be fine. But let, let me start from peace. Now, when we talk about peace, we have two kinds of peace when it comes to the believer. I say how many kinds of peace? Two kinds of peace. We have peace with God and we have peace of God. We have peace with God and we have peace of God. Hmm. Every believer has the peace. I mean, has peace with God. But it's not every believer that is walking in the peace of God. Every believer has peace. The moment you are born again, the Bible talks about the fact that we have been justified. And because of this justification, there is peace. We have peace with God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Romans chapter 5. If I'm right, the verse number one, let's read from there. Therefore, being justified by which one? Faith. He said, we have peace with who? God. Through our Lord, who? Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. And our peace with God can never be distracted. As long as Jesus is alive. And he's at the right hand side of the Father. Our peace with God is eternal. 
When we say you have peace with somebody, it means that the relationship between you and the person is so cordial and it is so powerful, so beautiful. There is no hostility. You are not afraid of each other. There is peace. Wow. And that is attained through what? The blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed for our justification. By faith, he said, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So as long as Jesus remains alive, our peace with God will still be intact. So it is a demon or it is demonic for you to come to a certain point and think, listen to me very carefully, and think that God is angry at you. It is not true. God is not angry at you. God hates sin but loves the sinner. He doesn't love the sinner because he sins. He loves the sinner because he has paid for the sinner to be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only because that whosoever believed in him should not perish but must have what? Everlasting life. So we have peace with God. Hallelujah. God is not angry at you. I said God is not angry at you. God is not angry at you. The devil would always have authority and power and control over you. The moment is able to make you believe that God is angry at you. The reason why you will not come to church because you fell, you fell to a certain temptation is because you have always thought that God is angry at you. But what you don't know, what the devil doesn't want you to know is that he is faithful and just to forgive us all our righteousness. Forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it is God's business to cleanse us. God is always ready to cleanse us, to make us better. The Bible says that as we fellowship with each other, the blood of Jesus is cleaning us from all unrighteousness. So as I'm coming to church, I'm fellowshipping. And that is one reason why, listen, (laughs) there are systems. I said there are what? There are systems in this kingdom, in the realm of the spirit, that is working in a certain way. Some of them, they look very, 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 very insignificant, sweetheart. Are you okay? Some of them, they look very, very, very insignificant. They may not have, they may not mean anything, but their absence, look, the implication it brings us is so bad. So, so, so bad. Recently, (laughs) I was thinking about the hair on my legs. It's like, ah, this thing is too much. Some time ago, I took uh, shaving blade, I shave all. It was more than this. And I shave all. But recently I saw that it is easy for me to know a mosquito is come to bite me than a one who doesn't have hair on their legs. Because when I'm sitting down there, little thing, then I know that Charlie, something is coming around me. Because the moment you are able, to, you are about to learn, no, you touch the hair, I sense that I will be persuasive. But they only, you know, or see one of the real hot no, Bobby, are fine. Eh, but what's it? Bona, no, I'm born a tear. Who could know when you know one? No, you know, for the last. 
Amen. Say, God is not angry at me. I have peace with God. I have peace with God. I'm glad to let you know that it is not only peace with God you have, you also have the peace of God. You are supposed to have the peace of God. Ephesians 2, the verse number 14. He said, for he is our peace. That means that peace is a person. Amen. <laughs> peace is a person. As, as long as he remains on the throne, by the right hand side of the Father, our peace with God is eternal. It is his absence that will let our peace not be eternal. <laughs> but he can't be absent. Amen. And for he is our peace. Who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us. So apart from we having this, I mean, we being at peace with him, we also have what we call him, we have, we have him as what? As peace. Hallelujah. The reason why that, you know, when Jesus was going, he made a statement and said that, my peace I give you. Then said, not as the world giveth. That means that the world has a system of peace. But God also has a system of world of peace. This peace is meant to overcome certain weapons. Amen? Meant to overcome certain arrows that the devil flies against us. Arrows like anxiety. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, with prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God. Make your request known unto God. Anxiety. It's something that will cause you not to pray. Anxiety. It's something that will cause you. It's a system of the enemy or an arrow of the enemy that will cause your prayer not to be heard. What do I mean? When anxiety is in operation, there are many people that pray not by faith. They pray by fear. There are prayers we pray by fear and there is what which we pray by faith. Why are you screaming like that in the night? Because you had a bad dream. And that is prayer by fear. I had a bad dream and I get up. I take authority. I declare and decree that whatsoever is intended by the enemy, I roar like a lion. I am the son of the lion of the tribe of Judah. You touch me, you have touched the tail of the lion. I roar like a lion. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And any tongue that rises against me, I stand in my office and I condemn it. In the name of Jesus Christ, a thousand shall fall at my side, ten thousand at my left hand side. With my eye will I see the reward of the wicked. I'll not come near my dwelling. Hey, because I've made the Lord my most high, the most high, my dwelling, I shall not suffer affliction. You begin to declare this. When you begin to do that, you know what they are doing. We are releasing the sword of the spirit. Declaring from the bowels, the treasuries of the scriptures that has been made available and has been inspired by the spirit of God. We are releasing them. And that is the prayer of faith. Not the prayer of fear. Hallelujah. You are praying by faith. Let me put it well. You are praying by faith. There's a prayer of faith. And there's a prayer by faith. They also know the same. Maybe another time we'll teach that one too. The Bible says when you are sick, go to the elders and they will anoint you with the oil. And the prayer of faith shall make you. So there's a prayer of faith. <laughs> Is the teaching service not be so? 
Yeah. Let's look at the peace of God actually is intended, okay, to protect your heart and your mind. I said the peace of God is intended to do what? To protect your heart and your mind. To keep your heart and your mind. The peace of God. There are people that are always worrying. Always they are worrying. They are worried. What if I don't get a good husband? What if I am growing? What if I don't, I don't marry? What if I? They have all the what if I's. And hmm, always worried. Always worried. Always worried. Always doubting. Always doubting. Always worried. Hallelujah. And then the peace of God will protect your mind from evil imagination. There are people who can look at this world. They can look at this world and see a kakai that we all we can see. Imagine they will be to shout, "Ay, ay, ay!" Kaya, 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 kaya. <laughs> it's amazing. Philippians four seven. Look how the Bible says. Wow, time's up. Philippians four seven. He said, "And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding." The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, he said, it shall keep your hearts and your minds. So the peace of God is meant to keep our hearts and our mind. The reason why many people will find out themselves in, uh, I mean, the confrontation with diabetes. You know, but diabetes is actually as a result of anxiety. BP. Look, when, when fear is upset, there are so many things that you'll never see in your life. Yeah. There are some people they can be eating, they, they, they are eating power, but they are growing, growing lean. When you ask me, Nasumo, you know. When you ask me, what did you insulin in cream produce? I could break it down at the end. They be a man, I'm saying, it's the piano, Ozitosin, Ozitosin, they release it. What is it? You, you don't like coming for teaching service. Kabaya. <laughs> what does it mean to be to be worried? What does it mean to be worried? The word worry, it means to be concerned or nervous. To be concerned. God is not expecting us to be nervous. The Bible says all things are yours. So what are you worried about? What are you worried about? That word comes from an old English rendering, which originally meant to strangle. When you say strangle, I say you be So what it means is that when you enter into the arena of worry, you are strangling life out of yourself. 
and the only instrument for deliverance is not prayer. When you pray in anxiety, you are praying by fear. But when you pray in faith, that is when the peace of God will rush in and rescue you. The Bible said they looked unto him and they were not ashamed and their faces began to shine. When you pray by faith, now the image of Jesus Christ begins to get clearer. Your faith in him begins to increase. And what happens is that your mind and your heart now settles on him. And by the time you realize, it is as though nothing is existing. Peace is not the absence of trouble. It is stability in trouble. How will I know that you are at peace? Show me the trouble that is around you. That yet you are still stable. Amen. Yeah. This ministry, I don't do things here. I don't bother my head. Oh, you don't know. I don't. You see, I realized that around last two years, last year, I almost lost the peace because I realized that I was drifting far away and I didn't see it. Look, I'm a man of God. I'm a shepherd and I've been let, called for you. Okay, and everything that concerns me is for your sources. I will never stand in front of you and always let you feel everything is well, everything is well, because my mistakes and everything is meant for your sources. And that's what I'm telling you. I found for the first time in my life, I found myself in the hospital lying down, and before they could say, they said, because I lost focus. The question is that, Margo, why would you be even a why would you feel there is somebody competing with you? You are called with a message. He is called with a message. What is your problem? If you focus, that will not be a, a concern. The Bible said, you see, one of the reasons why we come for teaching service and the whole place is not full, I don't get disturbed. I still preach, I still teach, is because the Bible says that nobody can come to the son except the father has called him. So me, I realize that even coming to church, it's a calling. And when you have a feeling or a desire to come to church and you don't come, it's a disobedience. Is obedient to the voice of the Father. So when people are seated for me to teach, I don't joke. When you come to my teaching class and I'm teaching, kai, 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 kai. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I saw myself going through many, many, many things. Hey, it's like every day there was something else. And I realized that around that time, Almost every day there was something new my ear was hearing, and it was never good news. Hey, daddy, what is Almost he say, hey, daddy, almost goes, ah. Then I was worrying. What is this? Every day there was something. Every day there was something. Every day there was something new. Every day. I thought I would die. At the point, I thought I would die. So me, I understand the scripture very, very well. For me to realize that if you worry, you are strangling life out of you. I understand it. Pa. There are some women when their husbands go out, they can't sleep. Warrior. Another woman. There's another woman in the crowd. Have you gone to her? Can create a lot of things. When I met this beautiful damsel, I told I told this dance damsel that. She should never trust me, and but she should trust God for me always. 
because if she's going to make effort to trust me always, oh, I'll give her reasons why she can't trust me. I'll give her, because one day you meet me with another lady and my hand is like that and you have problems. But you see, when you trust God for me, there are places that when you stretch your hand, like if I'm going to another lady, she can hold my hands and say, I'll let you go, then she'll pull me, pull me, pull me. She'll let me go, let me go. But in my heart, I'm gone. Do you understand it? There are certain places your hand cannot reach there, but God's heart can be there every... God can, God can be everywhere. So always trust God for me. Let God know that Be anxious for nothing. Don't be in your room and be like, I can be discalculating you. Where is he rich? What is the distance from the office to this place? What is the gradient? Hey, by this time, even if the angels boy cry, the gradient can help the slope. Uh, the, 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 as, hey! Because one day you saw a small girl be passed in front of you, no, everything changed. Be anxious for nothing. Hey, COVID. Hey, COVID. You see, COVID. You see, you're down. Hey, you're down. You're going to be FM And you are so worried. You are so disturbed because of COVID. Psalm 91. Let's look at the verse number 9. My God. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Let's look at the verse number 9. Quickly. Please, can we be fast? Psalm 91, verse number 9. He said, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, then he said in the verse number 10, There shall no evil be before thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. Amen. Why can't you believe this one? It means you have not made the Lord thy God thy refuge. But I say that we should not be careful. I'm not saying don't be careful. You see, you can be careful, but I'm not saying be fearful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't strangle life out of you. When we talk about peace, peace is from God. I say peace is from what? It's from God. The Bible says that for God is not the altar of confusion, but of peace. It means that the opposite of peace is confusion. The opposite of peace is confusion. Thank you, Lord. There's much to share, but uh, probably, maybe we can just pause here. What do you think? so much. The peace alone, I've not finished. Even on peace. I told you. The Bible says in Romans 14, let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. So when it comes to our relationship with people, dealings, the Bible says we should be conscious and cautious about only the things which make with, are made with what? Peace. For God is not the author of confusion, but the peace, blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about Romans 14, 19. Let us make things which are made with peace. Hallelujah. 
And the Bible recommends that we should live in peace with all men. Live in peace with all men. To be in peace with all men means that I've told you that the opposite of peace is what? Confusion. The Bible says that as long as it is in your capacity, be at peace with what? 2 Corinthians 13 and 11. He said, finally, brethren, farewell, be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. God always goes where there is peace. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. When you, wherever you see peace, it means God is there. Hallelujah. So they say peace cancel. They say UN is for peace. The Bible talks about we endeavoring to keep the bond of what? The bond of what? Peace. So it's an effort. We have to do everything to make sure we are at peace. Hallelujah. There must not be confusion. You must not allow yourself to be an agent of confusion. The Bible says, follow peace with all men. All men. All men. All men, whether old, young, small, girl, boy, whatever. He said, follow peace with all of them. You don't have any reason to make choices. And then this one, no, no, me, I won't be at peace. What are, who are you? Who are you? Sometimes the people that you, you, you struggle with, when you fall down and you faint, they'll be the one who carry you to the hospital. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right. Let me end here. God bless you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.